Hello. Hello, and welcome back to The Room That We Created. If you haven't noticed, or if you didn't notice just a second ago, there was a third voice joining us. That would be our phenomenal, amazing, incredible friend, Kevin Van Aken. He's our guest here today on the podcast. Say hello, Kevin. Hi, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, the pleasure is is ours. The pleasure is ours, but Kevin, I think you know what time it is. It's time to... Oh, yeah. Sorry, I'm a little late. Delicious. (laughs) We had two. We had two at the same time. Mm. I've been parched. Oh, Jesus. Raspberry (laughs) lime solio. Yeah, this actually sucks. What? This is so good. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like it's pinching my mouth. Yeah, this is one of the best drinks I've ever had. (laughs) Well, I just ate a chocolate, so it's probably fucking up my mouth. Yeah. Yeah, well, maybe. I mean, I don't know what you're talking about. Sprite area. <clears throat> yeah, Kevin's got Sprite. Kevin's a, a Sprite, more of a Sprite fellow, not a. I need to I need to feed my crippling sugar addiction at all times. So. Yeah. Kevin is an average Sprite enjoyer. <laughs> you know, the, the way I actually got into uh, sparkling water, I, I hated sparkling water. Um, but in high school, I didn't uh, eat or drink because I didn't take care of myself and mm. I was mentally ill. Understandable. Um, and so I'd gone probably like a day, like probably like 32 hours without water. Like, or uh. drink of any sort. <laughs> and, um, you know, I'm, I had an after-school activity. I think it was a play or a, or a band performance. And the only thing these other art druids drink is fucking LaCroix. <laughs> oh, God. And so I, like, you know, I walk in. I'm like, water! Water, I need it! <laughs> and, you know, my... Um, High school band teacher, Miss Meyer, she says, well, we have LaCroix. And so I, I forcibly drank the thing that I hated <laughs> until I enjoyed it. And but here it was we there are. for you in a moment that was so vulnerable and dark that you just think you love it. Yep. And here we are in a room that we created. Ain't that a bitch. Yep. Ain't that a bitch. So we we actually, well, we've sa- I've saved my <clears throat> gifts for Maddie here. She, she gave me her gifts prior. But we're going to start the podcast here with an, uh, an unveiling of these gifts. So The Christmas presents. Um, why don't we do one for one? I'll start with this, which I love. Um, and you know, I'm not even going to talk about the whole Pop Funko arc because that'll ruin it. Okay. You know what I mean? Understandable. But, uh, this, for anyone who's not watching on the YouTube, and even if you can, the quality's so bad you can't fucking see it. For everyone. This is a Jimi Hendrix. 72 pixels. Uh, Pop Funko, which is really, really cool. There you go. Right up close and personal. I love this thing. Number 24. The late Kobe Bryant's number. Um, also gold and white Lakers, Los Angeles Lakers packaging on this box. So conspiracy, maybe, you know, uh, some say Kobe was the Hendrix of basketball. Um, some say that. I said some, that. Some you said people. it and I, I'll, I'll second that. Definitely so some people. Three, three people say it. Uh, and you can say it if you want to. Just, you know, copyright, you know, just, you know. All right. One great. for one. Kevin for Christmas got me a, um, cell phone holder for my car. Which is, um, it's sleek, it's chic, it's black, and I love it. And I also very, very much needed it. Because the fact I have not murdered or been murdered <laughs> with my car thus far is an absolute fucking miracle. Because I text and drive. It's horrible. <laughs> it's, it's very, it's gender affirming how terrible I am at driving. And so having a fucking <laughs> a uh, device that keeps that yeah, keeps, keeps it actually in front of you, so you don't have to like grab it and then do the thing and then like shove it back somewhere. Right, right. I mean, know. granted, obviously, obviously, I would hope that you didn't don't fix and drive as bad, but like, oh, I know, I'm it's still better. 
at, le- at the very least, it's it's something that I you, I I I, ha- I hoped that you would find useful, and I'm glad I that did. you that you it. will. And then I got Kevin a Master Chief coffee mug. Yes, it is oh, very. I remember when we bought. Th- I was there for that buy. Yeah, yeah that you is. Were. Like I actually now have I have two um, like the the special helmets type mugs. So I think it was like either last Christmas or uh, two Christmases ago. I got a Mandalorian helmet mug. Nice. And so now those are just gonna like there's like a collection. They're gonna start like forming like a display collection. There's there's certain hats and and uh, character designs that you just want to drink out of. Yeah. The Mandalorian is one of them. Yeah. A stormtrooper's yeah. helmet looks like a cereal bowl, <laughs> and like. Uh, like you know, Droidica has always reminded me of chocolates, like luxury chocolates. The fuckers. The roly polies. Like the oh, ones that roll and they oh, fall oh, out. They have the shields. I used to know that name too. Yeah, I, they have I'm the four stinky. I'm big stinky today. Sorry about that. There was something about them when I was a kid watching the prequels that was so like tactile and satisfying. Like it was almost like ASMR. Sound design. And I wanted yep. to eat them. You know, <laughs> like they just. I wanted to put them in my mouth. I, I can see the sound design thing, but like the one in. I mean. I, I mean, I can kind of see it, though, because, like, they're rolling around. It's, like, in a little ball. It's like when you're, I like... used to be obsessed with um, Star Wars, like, minifigure Legos. I used to collect the, the Star Wars minifigs, as, <coughs> like, obsessively as a child. I can understand that. Yeah, I have a... I mean, I've literally... Because <laughs> I, I used to, like, buy... Because I was super into Transformers for a long time. And I've recently gotten into, because of a friend... This um, is a very good friend uh, at college. I've gotten into Warhammer 40K... And I am now. He calls it a plastic crack addiction. Uh, it is a plastic crack. Hold, hold on there. He Kevin. has some. Uh, I think we got a little off track, and I think Maddie's just. No, you guys. Sorry. Oh, just go ahead. Okay. Presence happens. Sorry, Kevin. Didn't mean to cut you off. That's okay. But basically, cause like I have, I think, I have like a total of like eleven models right now, and I only pay or like twelve models. I only paid for ten of them. He has like imagine a box like this big. He has like two of those full of. Warhammer minis like he's been collecting them for like seven or eight years it's it's ridiculous oh and now he's getting me and he's 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 slowly pulling me into this see people that are into D&D and Warhammer I find more impressive than people who have like a skincare routine you know like just the, <laughs> I mean just like so the level of track of it's so much it shit. is like I mean yeah D&D like I, I that's another thing I've actually um I did not play D&D at all before last year and like last toward the end of semester last year I got and like I got a, into a D&D group mm. and that's been one of the highlights honestly of because it's, so it's, it's it's so, so fun. fun we also like I think it's just the people that I that I'm in the group with we have we have a, we have a group D&D discord right we have a cursed quotes folder Oh, lovely. Mm. And there's some <laughs> incriminating evidence. In <laughs> there's a little bit. I, I, most of it's not me, but there's some. Oh, I'm sure. There, no, I have I'm some. So sure. I got some gems in there. Don't, don't, don't worry about it. I think D and D is one of the most like, I don't know. There's something about it that's so, like, innocent. It's like it's like our excuse to be fucking children again. D and D for us is sitting in a shed full of smoke and just cracking. Fucking quips at each other. Yeah, it's phenomenal. But during an arc, it's yeah, amazing. Yeah, like the, the like when you were a kid and you were on the playground, you would like role play and you pretend you're superheroes or whatever. Yeah, it's like, like that. It's literally that. A it's like bit, yeah. enough Quite rules a, to yeah, not right. feel stupid doing it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, I guess. I, I'm at the point where I don't think I'd feel stupid regardless. Like, I'm yeah, like, fuck it, no holds barred. That's good. But, so that that present right there, Maddie, that's from uh, my entire family, just as a unit. The Bostonians. Okay. The Bostonians. 
So what is that right there? That is a C's candy. Uh, oh, okay. So these presents you've already received, like the Jimi Hendrix Funko and all these things. These are live. You would never got a chance to give me Un- the presents yet. I am unboxing, unwrapping on podcast. This is an unboxing podcast. We're having a mukbang with the C's <laughs> candies. Oh, it's fudge. Is it fudge? I think those are chocolate cookies. I love things. chocolate so goddamn much. You know how much I love chocolate. Yep. Chocolate's my favorite food. Chocolate. Is there anything else in there? Yeah, there is. Okay. That's what I thought. I was making sure, because I know there was something that you didn't get yet. Genuinely, I like chocolate so fucking much that if this is all you got me for Christmas, I would be fine with that. Noted. Okay. There's so much shit off frame that you don't see right now. It is just garbage. It's just garbage when you're sitting in, in a floor of it. Just imagine... Every imaginable surface area encompassing space around us. Holy shit. That's fucking cool. That is that is very cool. It's like an ashtray, right? What is this? It, it's like an ashtray or a what platter a that you thing? can put thing. It it is a soap kind of dish, but you could it's you know, you can use it for You can see that from there. So what does it say it's on it? It's engraved. I haven't read it yet. Okay. It, it's not engraved. It's a little little glass. Thing. Mm-hmm. It says this guy. Wait, Maddie, Maddie, the mic's back oh, here. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Just talking into the room. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just thinking for me later on. This guy, the sky where we live, is no place to lose your wings. So love, love, love. That's phenomenal. Amazing. I'm I glad love you like birds. It. It's fucking fantastic. Yeah. That's from the Bostonians. Thank you we very love much. You very much. We appreciate you. Beautiful it. mother. Quality quality um, gift giving is 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 a genuinely good skill to have. Like I, I oh I love it. We had because so, we had yeah, yeah we, we had, talked about that. It's almost a, a hobby. The the, 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 pre, the, the socks were yeah. some of my favorite like, things to do. I I don't plan like I typically don't plan that much advance just because I I I've been like I'm a serial procrastinator and I have to fight it. But yeah. like for this year, well, the stuff that I was getting um, for my family was more just like I sort of got them all similar things, but they're things that I know they would like. Like I got. Uh, they all got Yellowstone hats, nice. like actual yeah. official show merch Yellowstone uh, caps, and they all got like uh, they all got T-shirts as well. But it's like it wasn't necessarily big things, and they weren't super expensive. But it was stuff that I knew they were going to appreciate, and I got complimented for it later. Yeah, and so it's, it's just like, and it's such a, it's such a good feeling when you get somebody a gift and you see them appreciating it. Yeah, oh, it's the best feeling in the goddamn world. I don't like receiving gifts particularly. I mean, things are awesome. Mm-hmm. It's nice to have things, but, like, gift giving is, like, That's I love what I doing that. Yeah. It's so fun. But, like... To see somebody's, I have to, like, watch them open it. We should... Okay, we'll post this photo of what I'm about to talk about on the Instagram because I didn't bring it with me. But I got my mom the best fucking Christmas gift ever this year. My mom is obsessed with Pitbull. The, oh, um, no. <laughs> like the Mr. artist pitbull. Not yeah, not like the breed of dog, like Mr. World. Oh, uh, I think I, I saw Mr. this. I, I saw this. Oh, um, what breed of dog is that? Exactly as I suspected. Color. He's a, <laughs> she. She fucking loves him so goddamn much. She wakes up every day and starts putting on pitbull in the morning, and I usually wake up at seven to feed my cat, and then go back to bed, and then wake up at like eleven for myself. But at seven in the morning, my mom's getting ready for work, and pitbull. Every single goddamn morning. I don't know how the, it has started. I don't know why. But um, I got her about like a flag, a big knitted flag of Pitbull's face. Yeah. Amongst, like, in front of like a star galaxy background. Oh my fucking god. That says in like That's spray awful. paint font, Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> <laughs> 
And the like the thing about it, it's so memeable. It's so fucking hilarious. Memeable. It looks it looks amazing. Yeah, her her seeing her reaction to that when when she unboxed that was, was and the funniest awesome. thing yeah, and she didn't react to it like oh my god I can't believe you did oh what the fuck like hilarious. She was like touched genuinely. Yeah. <laughs> It was a, it was so amazing. That's why they're called Mr. Worldwide. He's Mr. Worldwide. He's just a three hundred five. Right. Before we finish these present, uh, this this unboxing video, I yes, do want to say that one. immediately, Kevin, the energy here, with you is is phenomenal. Thank I you. just I think we should, I guess, give some more backstory on Kevin here. Kevin and I actually met. I think. It was seventh oh. grade. Yeah. You yeah. were in eighth grade. I was in seventh grade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, I believe I was a grade ahead of you. Yeah. Yeah. But we used to um, fucking hell. That's a long time ago. Ride the school bus together. So the school bus in our district would only kind of go down to a certain point and then stop. And I I lived like farther out. Yeah. Uh, then Kevin. Because we but ha- we, we have, both like, got yeah. off at the last Maynard possible was the stop. Principal. Yeah, we had like basically it's like so we have like like Maynardville and then we have a town yeah. next to it and. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Kevin and I shared like a 45 oh, minute so bus ride together. Another person's. We gotta keep sure. it going. If I just come here, if I come here and say something different, then we're not like. Yeah, oh my god. That's we would share a 45 <laughs> minute bus ride every day. Yeah, because like, because the they'd have to, they'd go, they'd go through through the town and do everybody else, and then they'd come over and just do a little bit of the town that we. Because I mean, I was, you, you, did you live like further into the town still, or were we like well, fairly? I, close li- I live in the exact. So okay, so so I was like, so I was like right on that edge where where they would drop us off. I had a pretty short walk home. You were still like another. I was like a five minute, seven minute. I was like a five minute drive. Drive, but yeah. So we 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 Going were like we that. got off on the same on the same bus stop back in ye old middle school. And I remember you used to you used to play your DS on the bus. A yes, lot, which was really very was fir- kind of fun. First video game system that I got was a uh, was a Nintendo DSi, and I did not play. Ooh, I did not play any it was of a DSi. I did I not. I, I wanted the DSi yeah, very badly. That was and I yeah. I did not play any of the games. Any of I did not play like the, the games that you play on Nintendo devices on those game on that ever. Just because I was that was not really aware of them. Like I didn't have like a single Mario game or a single Sonic game or anything like that. You had the uh, scuffed ones. Like, I had the scuffed ones too. I had the fuck. I had like Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince part one. Let me try. Let me just think. What, what did I have? I think there were a couple. I had a couple. I had a couple of Transformers related ones. Like I had a racing game. Oh, I had. No, I had the. I had the. I had the Nintendo DS version of COD Four. <laughs> Yes, yes. There is a there is a version of Call of Duty Four Modern Warfare that on the DS and it I was. Are you showing me this? This wait, is unlocking like, the. I'm having my fucking like Ratatouille moment. It was now. the. It was it was the weirdest thing too because like obviously on any console ever. I'm about to play Assassin's you Creed. Play, play you play. You <laughs> play. But like on any on any video game console controller ever, you pr- use your triggers or your shoot buttons, right? Uh-huh. DS doesn't have triggers, so mm-hmm. you know what you use to shoot. You tap the fucking touchpad. No. <laughs> like, like you literally that's like playing COD on a fucking MacBook Air. <laughs> <laughs> like you're you're just you're just you're aiming you're like you're aiming around and you're just like I think you I think actually you, you might actually yeah, I think you might have aimed and because there's no joystick either on those. That's so It's the fun. most. Yeah, it was wait, the most. Yeah, I'm picturing. It's getting worse the more I imagine. It's getting like, more worse than what we talk about. Like, like it's, it's just like not two. There's not two 
Yeah, because you had basically you had, yeah. you had you had on the on that you had a D pad, you had your four buttons, you had a D pad, you had the touch pad, and then you had your bumpers so out the here. Four buttons like the other D pad, like the other joystick. Well, so you had, well, yeah, well, you had, you had a D-pad instead of a joystick, basically. Oh, oh, oh. Um, and so that was just sort oh, of how, okay. how I dealt with it. But yeah, like, that was, Damn, that was the most DS. scuffed version, like, that's, a, that's a whole, that's like a, almost a whole, like, topic to talk about is just like the, the scuffed. <laughs> Call of for the, the DS. Well, it's like, just like scuffed, scuffed, <laughs> like, portable console ports of, of better games. That's so funny. I, yeah. And then, like, people have the audacity to, like, like, video games causing violence, you know, in real world violence. <laughs> like, this kind of, like, viewing, like. Meanwhile, meanwhile, here, through, here, like, here, me looking at a, me looking at a 500 pixel image on a screen that's that big. Yeah, just tapping, like, in most. <laughs> It's getting obstructed by your hand anyway. Furiously tapping because there's no, uh, to try to uh, to try to get before I That's get That's how God randomly. plays with us if there oh, is shit. one. Oh, yeah, you did. If there is such a shit. God, God plays with us like we play COD 4 for the DSI. <laughs> is to was as to is. That's okay. <laughs> Anyway. Anyway. The next present that Maddie got me is beautiful. It is a um it is a is a fucking beautiful gold watch here. And it's, it's solid gold. It's I was going to say it's solid gold and it's not. Well, it's solid gold <laughs> and it looks like this to anyone uh watching on the YouTube. It's a very pretty watch. It's a gorgeous watch and it looks a lot like the one my grandfather used to wear, so I was immediately touched. Upon opening the watch, it says time and true, uh, just like our bond. Time and true. Our bond is very time. I would hope that it time. tells the time pretty truthfully. <laughs> That's the feeling. You know what's funny? Gold to me, gold to anyone who's not in the gold the harvesting back. industry <laughs> okay. is a color, is that, is not a material. Thing? Right. And if there had There's been... There's no such thing as white cheddar. It, well, that's the thing. <laughs> if there was no such thing as gold, would we know? Just dyed platinum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If it so was just a color, Ni it's it's it's, just, it's nice yellow, nice tan. It, yeah, it, it could. That's one of those things that could not even be real, and we wouldn't know the difference. I I don't think that's true. <clears throat> I think we would know the difference because they literally have different like weights and like chemical fucking components. Yeah, but like I'm saying, if you're saying like if, 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 if been lying if, about if it, if gold like if if well gold, that that works for literally everything then that. No, but, thinking, but no. What it? I'm saying is like if you, if someone like hands you okay like do you take a piece of steel. That's golden. It's colored like that. Right. You know, and they're like, this is gold. Well, that's fool's gold. That's the concept of fool's gold. Have you ever seen real gold? Because I think I have, but I could like. I'm yeah, have you ever? It's not real. I yeah, I've know. never been to New York, New York, and seen that the towers aren't there anymore. But you just so uh, you know, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> no, uh... what I'm saying cut, is like cut, cut. No, no, you leave that in. You fucking leave that in. No, what I'm saying is yeah, like there This is what we were talking about, like the white cheddar and how how. To no, make... not at all. <laughs> yes, it is. It's like how to make no. balsamic vinegar and the white cheddar thing. It's like there are so many aspects of our day-to-day -day life that we understand so little about that if it were just witchcraft, this is two we, we steps from know. QAnon. This is. <laughs> no, <it's this> not. <laughs> okay. So QAnon thinks they know things. <laughs> That's what are I'm you saying. Are you saying that we know nothing at all? Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. I'll give you that benefit. 
Okay. Anyway, this Chris, is from Christmas presents. This is the other thing. One one of the presents was a yin yang purse that was meant. I bought it months back, but Maddie just walked in and I had it out, and she was, <clears> or, she was like, you know, this looks this is cool. Where'd you get this? And I'm like, oh, there you go. Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah, it was like six months earlier. Yeah, that but was, that's a nice this, purse. This goes with it. Whoa. God damn! That is cool, dude. Yeah. Oh okay, cool. shit! I did well. That's fucking phenomenal. I've never been so excited to see less t-shirt than I expected. That is. I opened it up like there's quote. no sleeves. That's fucking sick. Yeah, you can't really see it. It has dominoes must... and hearts. Describe it for me, Kevin. I'm too okay, ha- you have yeah, basically <laughs> there's it so it's got the, the color combination. You have there's the yin yang, there's hearts, there's dice. Nice, and not dominoes. Or yes. they could be dominoes, can't they? I mean, you know, it could be. It could be. Could be dominoes. It could be the I, top half of a domino. Tabletop this is player over here. I just, fucking I, I see a, I see a two with the dots on it. I'm like, oh, it's a D6. I'm going to I'm gonna put it on. Okay. I, I hope I, it fits Dude, well. this is sick. This is beautiful. I'm, I thought you would really this enjoy this. This is fucking so cool. Oh, my God. I have the pants for these, too. Like, I'm literally... Yeah, I thought I could see you wearing it. I got a whole ass outfit. I know. Oh, it fits it. great. Thank it fits, you. Thank the Lord. It fits perfect. Oh yeah. Thank you, Zach. I, I love of you course, so much. Buddy. That was love phenomenal. You love you too. I got candy. I got a new soap jar. Jar. Imp. Look at this jar. The joy. <laughs> that the Zach joy Bob. of the holiday season. <laughs> Look at this new Warhammer. <laughs> like not e- well, actually not even joking though, because I when I when I go back down for the for the next semester, um, because he my friend because he has a bunch of people at at like the local Warhammer store and they orchestrate a bunch of stuff. Uh, I'm getting a box that has I think like, I want to say like twenty, more miniatures and it's worth like hundred and fifty dollars, or something like that. That's the other thing too. The reason why. Um, war, uh, why Warhammer players a lot of times caution people to getting into it. It is an expensive hobby. Like they charge. Let's see here. So if you get a box of like a, a standard box that has like ten figures in it, for because I play I play Space Marines, which are the ones that you see everywhere. Um, a box of like ten models is like sixty bucks. Damn. Okay. Wait. Most and they're wow. fucking that big, right? And they're that big, but I think it's and it's also like it's a, a it's a like model a, kit, like so you have to take it out and you have to shape. cut them out. You have to cut them out of the little sheet and glue them together. And then paint them. Damn. That that's what I really that's something that so I I've kind of recently just found out about this through Kevin, but that's something that I really admire about it is the painting aspect of it because I think that's fucking awesome. It, it's like a physical. It's kind of like how you do a character chart and like all that shit in D D, but it's physical and it's really cool and it's arts and craftsy and it's meditative. And I used to do that shit with my mom when I was like real little, you know, put the little fucking arts and crafts things together. It it reminds me of like. A more sophisticated, like it. It's not that, but it touches me in that spot. Yeah, like it has the. It's like blending two completely different hobbies together. Yeah, it's. I mean, it, yeah. it's been. It's been super durable. Like it's been one of the one of the things I've I've enjoyed a lot about you know since I've been since I've gotten into it and I've been enjoyed doing over the break is just like having those like after I got off work I'm at home I'm just like you know what even though the lights kind of crap right now I want to paint and so I get to work on it. I mean it's like they don't look. Like they have like the box art and stuff, and they're obviously not to that quality because I am not an artist. I do my best with what I have, and I think they look decent. But uh, they're also the 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 particular armor that I chose. Their their main color is yellow, and weirdly, with the paint that I chose, when you like take pictures of it, it looks like piss yellow for some reason. Mm. It's got that piss quality. That piss that that Sound that, that of that, Kevin saying piss yellow. That, <laughs> piss yellow. 
There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the commands, but thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. <laughs> Just... <laughs> Why not? But, like, it's... It's been... That's been something that I've, I'm going, I'm like kind of looking forward to and then the coming months is getting more into that. Not the necessarily spending more money part, but the mm-hmm. building that up. So something that Kevin, when he got here, talked about, he, he comes up to, to me and he goes, ah, damn it, I should have brought the lightsabers. And that, oh, yeah. that is because I, Kevin is an integral part. So Kevin really likes to... Um, to, to LARP with lightsabers and it's well really, okay I guess or, it, you, you I didn't realize, I'm actually repping the shirt I'm, yeah, I'm repping I'm repping club merch it's uh, so cool it's the, so cool yeah, at the school that I go to there is a club on campus called AZ Saber and it's basically like it's a lightsaber fighting club um, and so you have like basically students you have these lightsabers which they light up but they're stunt sabers they're made of polycarbonate they're really cool and they're really cool and we fight with them I, mean, I guess it's it's LARPing but it's not LARPing but it's it's like okay. there's there is like LARPing with actual like fucking like elements of fencing. There's there is actual there's a, I mean there's, there's actual like, swordsmanship. There's and there's technique there's technique in there, but there's also stuff that's like safety because like you don't stab people because it's painful and you have to teach people like there's rules about running and stuff. But it's been that's been another highlight of like the last semester and a half of college is doing that because it's just I hang out with a bunch of people who you know <laughs> a bunch of a bunch of we even like literally at the end of every club meeting. We we were in a circle. We introduce each other if there's if there's new people, and then we put our sabers into a pylon, and the, the touch, club, club little touch club, swords, touch swords. Tips. The club president, <laughs> the club president goes, "What are we?" And then everybody else yells, "A bunch of goddamn nerds." That's because cool. we just like there's no way around that. It, yeah, and it, fucking, it, that's so sick. That's yeah, so cool. Yeah, the fact cool. that there's a I don't know. It reminds me. I don't know why, but like every time you talk about it, it reminds me of like super bad. Me too. Like, it's like you know, like there's an actual like a, 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 a nice like. Shut the fuck up, Fogel. Yeah, like semi semi countrywide known college, you know, with like has a fucking lightsaber dueling club mm-hmm. yeah. with actual like fucking rules and well, swordsmanship like the thing, combat. The thing that I'm getting at with this is that the reason Kevin was bringing the lightsabers is because. We are in a Zach Gammon challenge where we do a lightsaber duel accurately, like you would as kids. You know, if you, like ninja, if you hit a leg, the leg's gone or until you you yeah. kill, and whoever wins it wins. We have played one game of Zach Gammon this year. We picked a whole new set of pieces, which we talked about in episode four. Zach Gammon, yep. go watch that if you haven't seen it; it'll make a lot more sense. But we. You know, pick, we pick pieces. Yeah, it's a shameless. I mean, well, you're plugging your own. Well, anyway. So, anyways, we we pick new pieces every year, each time with a the theme. We picked pieces in January, and we played one game in like February, and it's gonna go now the whole year, and we've been in this fucking game yeah, for the whole is. year. We're gonna have played one game in this entire year, not only of Zach Gammon, but it makes me more upset. That we're about to pick new pieces, and we only played one, one game, game with game. the old pieces. We spent out. We spent like three whole days perfectly crafting these pieces, so they were hilarious. It's the, the comically small themed items. We're gonna go into the new year and and like, like have new themes. Have fucking new pieces, and we're gonna have done one game with. We them. have technically not completed a game. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, we can get this done in the next like what is it? Two couple days. Two couple it's days what, and what, play what a game the, the next day. And go into the new year with it, or do we just call it as the game that lasted a whole year? The game that lasted. I said do that because, like, because we, we have begin it post um, 
Post peppercorns <laughs> gaming. Post peppercorns gaming. Post uh, post, uh, post <laughs> Anakin um, gaming. But wait, no. So it's just episodes four. It's just it's just post prequels. Yeah, post it's just prequels. a new hope. Zach Gaiman episode. Zach, Zach, Zach Gaiman season hope. three, a new hope. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. But the point is, we. Or is that episode six? And episode six is. Episode four is the new hope. Okay, that's what I was just making. Yeah. I thought it was. It was three and then sure. three. Yeah. And then Empire Strikes Back is five, and then what's six? Uh, Return of the Jedi. Okay, thanks. Yeah, we had resident Star Wars nerd at your service. I, it's nice to have. We had fucking yeah. This the the game of Zack Game that we're currently in is is contingent upon the winner of the lightsaber duel and the fact that one of our friends, like in the midst of the game. Got into an actual lightsaber dueling club yeah. and knows like, the official the, rules. The, my, like, I, I wish, so I wish somebody would have seen my reaction upon watching that because, like, I was, I was watching the episode of the podcast. I don't remember what I was doing at the time. I was watching the episode of the podcast. The pod racing mentioned cast. Now this is a podcast. Uh, <laughs> now this is podcasting? Question mark. Now this is podcasting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now this is. <laughs> Now this is podcasting. God damn it. Oh, no. <laughs> How have we not said that before? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Where were we? It's because you didn't have me. You didn't have me to drop, yeah. the, drop the group IQ even further. Anyway. Yeah, like, my reaction if I watch you that is like, I, I was like, Oh shit! Wait, I can actually like when I'm back in town, I can I can be I can just be like because I have two. Because yeah, you're the judge. I I because I, I happen to own two sabers because I do staff and I also do wields. That's so cool. That the dual yeah. reading, like it's fucking bad. Yeah, uh, but yeah, like I have to I literally have two sabers. They're exactly the same, and so it's like perfect. Yeah. Ugh. They're, they're, um, if you if you guys are ever in like in in town on on the nights that we do that we do saber, you guys should come. Oh, I I will one day. I, I really yeah, want Maddie, to see that. we should drive to um, more southern Maynardville and go <laughs> and go to that. We need it. We need another name. We need another name. We need we need more town name because we have to, we have to expand the lore. Well, of, I live where, where live. Kevin is talking about for two years. The, be careful with that, buddy. I don't know how, like, deli- I think it's delicate. You yeah, live, you, it is. I didn't live where um, Kevin lived, lived and acquired and... knowledge and got that, 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 hold on, that's a whole other podcast. But, yeah, so maybe we episode. should, like, what, what would we name it? What would we name it? Um, um, Cooperstown. Why? Alice Cooper lives there, doesn't he? No, he lives in, um, uh, Supreme downtown Maynardville. Supreme, <laughs> Supreme down. This is so obscure for We're anyone like, listening. I'm so no sorry. The, the best, the we'll best, figure out a name the, for the, it. the best part of this is that anyone who knows us knows exactly what we're talking about. And everyone else is just like, what the fuck? It's completely lost. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's great. That's awesome. So, fuck. Well, alright. We had entered this episode... There um, was an idea wanting, for a podcast. Yeah, wanting to talk about creative writing. That's what we, <laughs> that's what we that was to that was the initial idea, at least. Because <laughs> all three of us have written um, works of fiction, and uh, just I write a lot of poetry. I don't write much fiction. I write a lot of poetry and a lot of. Oh man, I got. 
got an idea. We should write. We should read some poetry, and maybe Kevin, you can read a story at the end of it if you're open to it. I'd be I'd be fine with that. That would be really be cool. Sick. How much time do we have on the podcast? Oh, right now? we have like uh, we're at like thirty minutes. Fuck. I mean, I mean, I can. I mean, I can. I can. I can, I can summarize most of the stuff. It's kind of long, but um, I can. I can at least summarize yeah, some of the stuff. Minutes. But yeah, so we so we had this idea to kind of talk about it because it's something that we all share and that we all enjoy doing. Um. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. A question that I had to myself about creative, uh, like, you know, and it's it's different with poetry than it is with writing a work of fiction, you know, but what is there, like, okay, what is the prime environment, like, okay, do you get stricken by ideas? Yes. Yes. Okay, so, like, ideas come in, and that's it, uh-huh. because that's how I am. And yeah. I was interacting with a couple of other like writers like online. We were I was on the this um, like uh, transcendentalist poetry Reddit, and um, okay. they were fucking talking about how like writing. You know, some people have an idea that just enters their brain, and they get possessed by ideas. And other people have have get inspired by whatever environment, mm-hmm. and then they get like the mood of the thing that they're trying to create for me first. for me it's that and then the idea comes as a result i'm kind of the same way actually because like, like I have... if i'm in the right space in the right environment and mm. like i'm feeling i guess a certain aesthetic or energy around me or internally then it, it creates mm. a space for ideas to come in okay so my next question is what are those spaces typically like what is the most inspiring environments for you guys where i feel like absolute shit and I've listened to um, Frank Sinatra's fucking life before like five times in a row, and I'm on the way home. And then instead of a sixth time, Duster comes on, and 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 all of a sudden I get home. Um, this is real. This is real. I got home and I wrote a whole fuck. I wrote the idea for a whole fucking book. That I'm planning to write. Like, the story, the characters, the arcs, it was all done right after that. Like, I had wow. been planning a book, all like, how the book was going to end, and, like, the characters, all the names and shit, fucking, it was done. Duster and Frank Sinatra. Wow. Interesting. I love that. Yeah, I don't know. I that- love that. There is something so charming about, like, crooner music that makes me want to write because it's so romantic. Like like about what music? Like Sorry, crooners. Like could you do? Could you Sinatra, talk about? Okay, okay. Like oh, cro- oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I, 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 like, yeah, okay. I don't know. Like fifties kind of music always makes me want to write. Every time I hear it in a movie mm-hmm. or anything, because you know it's a genre of music I don't know enough about at all. But like every time I hear it, I, I rewatched Joker recently, the, the Walking <laughs> Phoenix Joker, and then when that's life came on, I was like, I want to write, or I want to make a movie, or I want to fucking you know write a poem right now. Like because there's something about that style of music that it's like. It's so performative and so like ah, da, da, like glitzy yeah. that it's almost impossible to not be self-aware about how performative it is. Yeah. So it like whether intentionally or not almost makes it like more self-aware because mm-hmm. of how from our modern perspective and like super ironic cynical perspective yeah. How absurd that is. Well, that's the whole... It's The song Post-siring. I was listening to was Something Stupid by Frank Sinatra. And, and it's because of the fucking Better Call Saul memes with mm. the Something Stupid. Yeah. And I also had obviously listened to some Sinatra before. But, like, that's the, like, the... I don't know. I don't know how to tie that, but... Kevin, what inspires you? Um, I don't know. I mean, honestly, I think 
a lot of the a lot of the stuff that I've written, um, I feel like I kind of wear because I I sort of I I'll have it's it's a combination of maybe one or two original ideas like initially, and inspiration from something. Like I, I tend to wear because if if you know the stuff that I like, the stuff that I like and the stuff that I enjoy, you'll see that in the things that I write. Mm -hmm. Like the very first things that I ever wrote were um, essentially screenplays for like a, a trilogy of action movies, which I'm sure will never get made. Um, never seen, never. But well, I mean, but like realistic expectations. But like there's there's sequences and things in there which are heavily inspired by some of my favorite action films, but. The lots of the other elements and like the overall story and stuff is stuff that I've had to come up with on my own. And I've gotten like, like when I get story ideas, isn't necessarily consistent. It can be that I watch something or whatever else. But the weirdest thing for me is when I get filling out details because like I'll have a general outline oh. of like I have character here, needs to get from character here, but how do I actually want to plan this out? I'll be like, like it's happened a few times, I'll be like at the gym or something. And I think it's just because my body is just exhausted. And my brain, I just, because I'm just, I'm just in my own thoughts, basically listening to music or whatever, I just start thinking. I think about, okay, so at the start of this part of the story, these characters are doing this thing. How do we get from here to here? What if they did this? What if they did this? What if they did this? And I'll start putting that together. It's almost like you're, like, acting it out in your brain, like, running simulations. Well, like, running a simulation, you know, just thinking, like, and so like, I'll have, like, because, I mean, I can, I can just story. be, like, if I'm... If I'm not in that sort of state of state where if I'm just in the middle of my busy day or whatever, I'll think about it, but then I won't figure anything out and then I'll come back to it later. But there are just those certain times of day when I'm like doing nothing else or whatever where I have time to sort of sit and think about it. And I'm, normally when I'm tired for some reason, where I actually get useful answers or like, you know, ideas like, oh, what if they did this? And then that ties back into that. And then that ties back into that. And then I get like the, the cohesive thing that I end up going with. That's sick. It's just kind of like, well, that's also kind of your engineer brain. Yeah, yeah. maybe a little bit. Like, like yeah. it's, it's, it's amazing to have, like, because I think you're a pretty type A person. Yeah, that's know? fair. Define and type to be a. like, define type A. Uh, I don't, I don't, how, would, how do you define that? What is it? I've heard it used so many times. It, it's a weird really thing because I know exactly what you're talking about, but if I try, try to, I'm a, sure I'm going to describe it wrong. Um, type A people are like very, like, um, organization based and oh, like, like like okay pragmatic and shit Understood. type b people are very like super expressive and kind of manic oh and, like, oh oh like oh, that's oh, oh, what yeah. i heard is that what it is but like the fact that like you can like a person i don't know it's it's almost a superpower to be kind of a type a person and really creative because like you can just kind of allow your brain to start putting this shit together in front of you and then you like listen to it because for me i i like you know, I get ideas in, in compartment. Like, I get them deconstructed. Like, I get them all, like, dumped into my fucking brain. Well, you this know? is and a... Like, oh, my God. Huh? This is a perfect segue. Well, we've talked about before that when the three of us are together, that it's the complete, like, representation of the autism spectrum. <laughs> 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 Like when the three of us are in a room together, like I, there's when Kevin and I haven't seen each other for a, a while, we'll have these periods of like a few months where Kevin and I won't see each other, and then we'll all get together with Maddie. My gelling with Maddie will be like that, and my Kev, my gelling with Kevin will be there, but like weirdly, have you? I think like it's there's like sometimes like a weird like communicative like 
introspective wall that's going on for like a few minutes and it's like so confusing because it just creates this strange thickness of air where no, we all get together and we have it's a feedback loop. It's a feedback loop. It's like when you put your guitar up to it and then all of a sudden like after some time the fog like slowly shifts it, it, it moves away and like it's all it all clears but like when we're together it is it is all the traits of fucking autism. Of the autism it's the spectrum. fucking it's the stu- it's the fucking rings from it's Captain the- Planet. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fucking chill. Oh wow. Oh I love that. Oh I did sip alright. <laughs> I'm I'm like I'm like the fucking queer TikTok autism. <laughs> you know, like I'm that I'm that sphere. You know? And like Kevin's like a fucking genius, you know, and like your writing is is like absurd and like just like one step ahead all the time. And I feel like you have like the the fucking the juice. You got the juice. You got the fucking like I don't know, you have a weird blend of like like uh, Jacob Collier autism. Jacob Collier and with filthy. Autism. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I was gonna say. It's like Jacob Collier and filthy Frank, like Edgelord, like like. Oh my God! I had this. I, I'll, I'll talk about it briefly, but I, I called Maddie the other night with a song for the podcast that was really, really too edgy and like <laughs> awful and like horrible to put at the end, like like bo- like genuinely a fucking no, offensive out of it context. It wasn't that bad. No, 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 a little bit. But like just, I'm trying to play it up because I'll say some shit sometimes that's like maybe like we got to tone that down. And, and I'm like, this is funny, right? And Maddie's like, no, don't do that. <laughs> And I, I, like, didn't understand it. I was like, what do you mean, don't do it? Like, it's funny. Like, it didn't make sense at the time, so I got kind of pressed about it. But we, we sorted it all out. It was like, we but came to like... the understanding together. But it, and it's like, yeah, it's like, me and my music, it's like that <clears throat> mixture of, like, Jacob Collier autism with, like, I'm doing everything all at once. And then the fucking, welcome to the rice fields, motherfucker. Yeah, just the fucking <laughs> random noises, the noises. Yeah, I dub's autism is almost better than. Philly. That's fantastic. Oh, uh, okay, that's well. Back, the, back to creative writing. Back to writing. After that little detour, there's um, just a slight. <laughs> so, Kevin, what what was the um? How long ago was the last work that you think you did? And the last work. What that, was it briefly? About? The last thing that I finished. Okay. Uh, it doesn't even have to be finished. Ooh. Like. Okay. Well, because I because I, I write I write original stuff and then I also sometimes write stuff with. Uh, like it was amounts to basically fan fiction with characters that I don't own, just because I su- I really really like it or enjoy it. I think I tried really I tried I tried writing something God of War related because I just I recently wow. played through the God of War twenty eighteen and God of War Ragnarok and they're both phenomenal games, but I just I, like my brain was just elsewhere and I just kind of wasn't in it. I think the last thing that I worked on was probably was another thing with a with, with characters that I don't own which was a uh, crossover between i think it was the the like the the percy jackson novels oh I and love those. the uh and have you ever seen the show the show universe of stargate i haven't which are totally which are like they're very different th- but like i don't know, remember how exactly the idea came to me it was more than just because like i read because i read the the percy jackson novels because the the original series of that i think the first book came back came out back like 2006 or something mm. and so they've been around for forever and he's been the author has been adding to that universe for a long time and I just was like, I got sort of back into it after having not been in it for like four years. And my brain is kind of going and going and going and going and going. 
And I was just obsessed with the characters and getting back into this. And I was like, I want to write something with this. But I don't have the knowledge of mythology that he does, and I've not done the research he does, to write something. Nor could I write in that own universe something as well as he. Because he's like, like, I don't have that much of a library of like adult novels under my belt to say, like, yes, he's a phenomenal writer. But I was rereading some of those books. And like, they're, 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 they're for kids. Basically, the I don't Percy know what Jackson the exact, like the Percy Jackson books. But I'll like, agree with that. The amount of information that he conveys in like one page is like the same amount. If you were reading like a fully adult, like thriller novel or something, that'd be conveyed in like three pages. Like he's so succinct. Efficient. It's so succinct and efficient in how he writes. I can, I can, I could not ever find the words to describe exactly, but I know distinctly in my head exactly the type of literature. Like I can almost read it as you're describing it to me. Yeah. Because I know what that feels like to read something that's like, but yeah, but it's, it's like the reason the reason this was like I was into this and I was obsessed with this and I wanted to do something with these characters, and I was just thinking because I had also gotten back into because Stargate was a franchise that I sort of grew up with. Like my favorite, like probably fiction franchise, definitely sci-fi franchise of all time is Star Trek. I know that that wearing a Star Wars shirt that sounds like heresy, but it's fine. Just grow up. Kevin's the middle ground. Um, I, I love I love all pretty much all sci-fi, but Star Trek is sort of is sort of my favorite. But most of those shows had either had ended by the time I was growing up. So Stargate was the show that I grew up with, and those shows it's a shame they're not around anymore because they're great. But I realized that the tones of those two of the novels and the Stargate shows were fairly similar, and I just started thinking, okay, so how would I make this work? And so I started getting ideas and I started writing it. And that was one of those ideas where when I finally got the idea to make it work, I just started writing and I didn't want to stop. Yeah. yeah and I'm just like going and going and going and going and going. And eventually it kind of fizzled out and I had to move on to other things. But that was probably the last thing that I that worked is on. fucking like, that's cool as shit. Because like, it's, it's, I'm trying to think of a comparison of what that's like. Like mixing Stargate with Percy Jackson and like writing a fan fiction. But it's like, it's That's Terraria. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, that was know. yeah. That was also a, a very a very interesting thing because most of the things that yeah. I've written up to yeah. this, most of the stuff that I've written up to this point has been written as screenplays. It basically, it's like bullet points of like this happens and this happens and this happens and this happens and this happens, and the amount of detail kind of varies depending on how well thought out something is. But this, because it was based on you know, it's it's using characters from a novels. I wrote this like a novel. And so that meant I was writing out and describing everything. And this is also, I think, the first time that I've, like, fully written out dialogue before. Because, I mean, this is a whole other stuff to talk about. Dialogue for me is, like, it's not easy. Mm. Um, so that was the thing, the I, that was the thing I was the me. most terrified of writing when I first started. Okay. I'm the opposite. Because, I, like, I fucking, like, I, I said it in the film thing that, like, I like movies as much as I like music. I, like, I think that's a like you know the high art of movies whatever we talked about that but like i am writing a screenplay or i've written a screenplay i've been continuously editing it for a long time and i just have it in my back pocket and the plan is if i ever go somewhere with my music to be able to fund this film i'm gonna make it i'm gonna make the movie um sometimes i like honestly like if i'm like 30 years old and and don't have a successful career yet i'm like fucking taking out a bank loan and making this movie i don't care because it just has to happen it's a great screenplay but like i i have not read it i should yeah i would would love to read it versions of it yeah it's it's i have like so many versions of it now i have four i think but um dialogue is the easiest part for me 
like it's hard for me to piece together a story that's substantive enough to like plot wise like that's difficult it's aesthetics and tone and dialogue i'm really good at i cannot like i'm not a great storyteller you know like i'm a i'm i'm a poet really and so dialogue for me is is my strong suit and so i tried to kind of make the plot work in my favor with that cuz the the movie is about it's called blood and roses and it's about um a couple that um start like becoming incredibly violent vigilantes and have, like, have you told me about this before? Yeah, I think, I think I have. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 they're propelled into it by um, an event of a, of someone who harasses the main character's girlfriend, and um, basically they go on this rampage, um, murdering, like brutally murdering people rampage. who were connected to their friend's past, who is their friend is in the witness protection program. And, okay, and yeah, they've known this. this. It's not like like they live n- otherwise normal lives, but they have this friend who they become closer and closer to. And after this traumatic event, that kind of sets the two characters up at the beginning of the movie to have this like very nihilist like um, fuck it all attitude. Prompts them to um, like become super violent because they're like very like cautions the wind now, and it's intercut of them going further and further down this rabbit hole about of hunting down people that they think deserve, you know, to be murdered. Um, it will do little, almost vignettes of, of the three characters in the movie, the two, the couple that are dating and that are doing this shit. And then their friend that they're kind of doing it for. And, um, after a super violent scene or some, you know, emotionally like an arc resolves or something, it'll go back in time and do a vignette about the character's origin. And so, okay. like, there's a scene of the the dude, like, the main character in, in school, you know, and it'll do, like, 15 minutes on that. And you get his back story. I love that shit. You know, and then it does, like, there's a whole subplot shit. where his sister is sick, and, like, that's present. And you get to see that in his little back, you know, back of time. There's going to be okay. title cards of each character's name. So, like, something fucked happens, and then it'll be, like, this guy. And then it'll do his, his little vignette. And then it'll okay. do 15 minutes of, like, this is what this guy was at before the movie started. And then it'll go back into the movie, you know? And the idea was that is, like, the movie ends with them essentially, like... Oh, well, I won't spoil it. I'll let you read it. But it's just... My point is, with, with, with dialogue and writing, for me, like, the whole movie is really about aesthetics and it's about character study. And the plot is pretty thin. Character but like, study, yeah. Yeah, the pacing and the, and the... just I don't know. And I have a lot of ideas for music with it. This is why I wouldn't want to make the film on a, on a hamstring budget is because there are songs in it that need to be in the fucking movie. Right, and obviously you know? if you want to use those songs, you got to pay some people some money. Yeah, exactly. So like the aesthetic of the of the movie is, is like very post-hardcore, very emo. Okay. So like there needs to be Deftone songs in there. There needs oh. to be brand new. There needs to be Ooh. like fucking... Um, Slutty. Yeah, I want some. I want. There's a sma- tonight, tonight by Smashing Pumpkins. This is this gonna be there's my favorite movie. That I this is gonna be song. my favorite movie. I I wrote an entire a uh, murder sequence to to tonight, tonight by Smashing Pumpkins. You know like, I was like, like you that. know I like Deftones. You know I like Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> yeah, it's it's gotta be like that, you know. And so, but yeah, no, no, no dialogue comes easy to me Who because I, I view dialogue like music. You right. Know? Like it's less about the point and more about the whole. Just 
execution of it. It's about the journey of it. And that's why I'm a poet, really. Like, you know, I, I'm not a storyteller, but I'm not good at it yet, at least. I don't agree with that. I feel like you've, you've shared many stories with me that I find particularly ball-tickling. Well, that, thank you. That's, yeah. <laughs> you're, I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, honestly, like, like, I, I love listening to your ideas for stuff because it's just like, I think every single one of the ideas that you've come up with is something that I would have never thought about because it's just like, it's just, it's so different from the stuff that I think about writing, and I always appreciate that. Like, I think you, what was it that you told me about? There was something that you, that you think it was that you or you and Polly were working together with the the fucking. I don't even remember the Trader now. Trader Joe's movie. Yes. Oh my god. Oh, that one. Yeah. Oh my god. That was great. Like yeah. I remember listening to this, and I'm just like, this is like, Me, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a, like it's something I never think of because it's like I feel like you have like the the indie filmmaker mindset of like oh. <laughs> you have. I mean, and I mean that. I mean that as a compliment. Oh, I know. Yeah. That of is like, a compliment. this is just something that is is a passion project because you have this idea and it's it's mostly character. Like most of the stuff that I write is. I would say, I mean, the plot and character, they're they're very closely related, but most of the stuff that I write is based around a plot that happens, and so the characters follow the plot, and there's, like, set pieces and things that happen. Right. Whereas I feel like a lot of, a lot of the stuff that you focus on is more about looking about, there's character study stuff. Yeah, definitely, yeah. I like to, I like to try and combine it, so with my book, oh, I'm writing a book, um, or I'm going to write a book, um, and it's based on factual events, so... It, I don't really want to disclose too much about this book. I'm going to gatekeep it. Nice. But um, there there are factual events that happened that give me material to work with. It's historical with. fiction, right? I am creating like, a story yeah. within that um, those events that happened that did not happen. Parts of the story happened, you know? Right. And there's, you know, it is historical fiction. But... I, I like to kind of set things along the way that I know are going to happen. I know how this character's thing. I know how it's going to end. I know these few things are going to happen and I'm going to fill in the gaps. But the reason I'm kind of trying to get to the end is to fulfill those characters' arcs and prove something about their character and do mm. a study on each of their characters and their archetypes. But like I also have pinpointed things for them to go about doing that will kind of explore those areas of character development it's almost like like you're interested in situations yes like what would a person do in this situation right. and like like why would this character make this choice you know why would this character choose to do this thing what does it say about them what questions does it present about the way we view the world that's kind of where the story's at and i know that's very avant-garde and kind of a little vague because I'm not really giving any details about it and just the ideal. No, it makes and the a concept, lot of sense. But yeah. I, that's a, that, wow, that is actually kind of like almost perfect middle of the road yeah. way of looking at Because, yeah, I feel like from what you've described about how you write and what I've read of what you've written, it's like... You still don't know how the book ends. I have to tell you this shit. Oh, you know, oh I'm excited God. as fuck. That's going to be great. But, um, like, what I've read of, like, your scripts and, and, like, the things you've sent me and the way you talk about how you write is, like, it's like you're very, like, um it's it's obviously plot driven but like beyond that it's like idea driven you know right it's like this is a concept and this is a like you know you're presented with like almost like a play of like like this is like things that can fucking happen like and what, okay like you're, you're coming up with ideas of like 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 your creativity comes from like what is possible to occur 
Like what what yeah, can what okay, can gotcha. what can happen here if you set up these you know high concepts in these situations and these you know what I mean? Yeah. And like watching that, it's almost like your plot is the character. You know that you're doing. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I, I kind of understand that. Perfect way to yeah, kind of and like it, like sense. that's your like super strong suit. It's like especially reading the fucking Spider-Man one you made. Oh like, yeah, you made I, actually I do I do kind of want to talk about that because I'm because that's that's I mean that's obviously is it readable? Like how long could you read it in? I, I maybe it's like okay it's well, I, it's, 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 a, it's a it's a it's a it's oh, well it's not, it's a movie it's a movie it's like a movie screenplay it's like it's Google Doc it's on a Google Doc it's like thirty six pages. Maybe not. Maybe not. Because I still want to end with... I could summarize the... it. I could summarize it, though. Because basically... I mean, am I good to... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I had... Upon... Well, this is... The seeds for this were planted when we... Because we all saw Spider-Man No Way Home in theaters. Yeah. Correct. And phenom- yeah, phenomenal film. I don't nice care what any... I know that it's had... It, it's so People are starting to look back and be like, Yeah, it's a Marvel movie. No. It, it is a fucking good movie. It is a really good movie. It's nostalgia, and it brought back. And even even just without the nostalgia, it's a very well written movie. It tells a very it's everything that core could, Spider-Man like, story. Yeah, it's what it's what Marvel movies can be all the time. It's like the best of that that style of film, like that yeah. blockbuster shit. Because like you know, obviously that's not like my scene primarily of what what I love about movies. But as far as Marvel movies go, that was like. Done Great. perfectly. Yeah, and it also, I mean, that, that, that's, that's almost a whole other discussion. But it's like, so, so watching that and seeing Andrew Garfield come back as Spider Man, because, like, I mean, I, I actually watched the, the Raimi Spider Man trilogy like about five, like five or so months prior to the movie, to, to No Way Home coming out. And so I kind of gotten, because I hadn't, I'd seen those when I was growing up or whatever, but like, he got, those movies are like a fairly complete story, and I felt like he got a fairly complete run. Uh, Tom Holland's Spider-Man with the three movies, I felt like he has told like a very complete story and he's in a very good place and obviously they're going to have him in future stuff. Andrew Garfield got, got two movies and got fucked by the studio on on Amazing Spider-Man 2 and I had not seen that much of those two films but seeing him in No Way Home and it's how... It's like No Way Home. It was his third movie. It kind of was yeah. his third movie yeah. but like that seeing him in that and seeing how good he was because he was, I mean... Even though he's only in that movie for the last act of it, he does such a good job. Yeah, he's so goddamn likable. But that sort of gave me the idea. That sort of planted the seed. And then, like, two months later, I saw Into the Spider-Verse for the first time. And that is a phenomenal film. Oh, yeah, that movie's perfect. And after that, I just had the idea, what if I wrote the third movie that Andrew Garfield never got? And, and you did. And I did. And I wrote it. And it's like some of the... I, I took some ideas from primarily my, my two biggest sources of inspiration for that were from Spider-Verse and from the Spider-Man PS4 game. Uh, the one that came out, it was a 2018 or whatever, which I'm actually playing through now. And it's a no, phenomenal game. That's so good. Um, I remember the old PS2 Spider-Man. I loved that one. We yeah. were just talking about that. Yeah. I played on the Sega Dreamcast. <laughs> oh, God damn. I used to go to the fucking uh, little like place you drop your kids when you're going to work at the casino. I'd go down there and I'd play it on their PS2. So. Oh wow! Nice. That's awesome. When you know, yeah. But like it has, um, I'm trying to think quickly summarize. But it's sort of like it. It sort of works in the little that we get from No Way Home, and it has the villain for it is Mister Negative. That's a good villain. Who and because I feel like he's he's a villain that could be. They obviously hasn't been in live action. The guy who actually plays him in the PS4 game is an actor, and he did all the mocap. 
So it'd be very easy to have him like be in the movie. Which one is Mr. Which one? He's is the Mr. one who like he he can click and can correct people and he has the energy powers and like when he's on he's like I don't know how to describe it but like he looks almost like a film negative. Okay. When he's walking around as like in the suit which I, is normally I black is white. He's is. kind of like you you if I showed you a picture. He's he's the okay. the, the the Asian mob boss character. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, I think I know. But like I he's he's not he's a good guy but he has this ability to like he has all these powers and stuff, and he's... But, like, anyway, back bad, bad back explanation. He... But, like, with him as the main villain, and the thing... But the thing that got me really into creating this story was the the whole Peter and Gwen thing. Because mm-hmm. that was one of the... As sad as it is, that was one of the best parts of Amazing Spider-Man 2. Like, yeah. one of the best parts of the movie was the, her death and the fallout from that. And I feel like that's, like, the big dangling thread that a third movie would deal with. Yeah, and his little semi redemption with MJ and in, in No in, Way Home, in Home. Like, was so sick. Like, and so that was I thought that was really cool. And if like that's all we get, that's all we get. And I feel like that works. So, I, but what I worked into that, my idea was, what if he's having this fight and he's having to deal with this problem? And because of like a gadget, like a multiverse gadget thing or whatever, like we see in the trailer for the new the new Spider Verse movie, if they like something happens with that, and he's Andrew Garfield Spider is busy getting his ass kicked. And uh, the spider version of Gwen from another universe saves him and they have this whole interaction and they have this whole thing where it's like they, they know who they realize who each other are and they're both dead in the other universe. It's genius. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, fucking, yeah, it's wow. so good because it, it follows Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man, who like lost Gwen and it, and it piggybacks right off of like or springboards right off of the No Way Home arc of yeah. him in the fallout of Gwen's death that you never got to see because there wasn't a Spider-Man yeah. 3 with Andrew Garfield. And so it springboards off of that and then introduces Gwen from a different universe who lost her Peter. Because like, like, if you actually, because so if you look yeah, at, the, if you read the, if you like read the background for the, uh, and for those of you who don't know, like in the, if you've ever seen into the Spider-Verse, like Gwen Stacy is Spider-Man in her universe and she has the white and pink suit and it's really cool. But in her universe, really in her universe, Peter notes. Parker became the lizard and she killed him. And so, like, having that was, like, the thing that really got me going with this idea. And so writing that out and figuring that out, like, that was, that's probably one of the things I am the most proud of that I have oh, no, written. It was, yeah, it's sick. And so, like, coming up with ideas and stuff for that was was really, really cool. Fuck, man. That's fucking amazing. I would so love if that got made, but, how like... How did the ideas flow in for that one? Were they flowing in easy? It or was... You, well, how much research were you really doing? I, mean, I was... The, research, the research was mostly because, like... With comic book movies, I feel like it was because it's an adaptation. There's a lot of wiggle room. Um, most of the research I did was mostly into like the background of the Spider Gwen character and trying to work that in and trying to be faithful to that. And also like in terms of like powers that everybody has. Um, but a lot of it was just like stuff that I came up with. Like most of the uh, the ideas and set pieces from that are stuff that I just came up with on my own. Like I actually, so cool. the thing that I am so cool. weirdly good at, and the reason why the first things that I wrote were action related, is because I can design action scenes. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. It's just maybe right. stuff that I watch or whatever. But I have, too, I can like vary maybe engineering thing. But like, yeah, but like I can, yeah. I can think of like what would be a cool action set piece. Like in the the very first story that I wrote, like one of the things in the climax is like. Because it's about it's about a team. It's like a basically like a Black Ops team or whatever. Call of Duty Four for the DS. Call of Duty Four for the DS. But it's a bunch of the the basic story for those for that trilogy of stories. The basic idea for that trilogy of stories, excuse me, is it's like a it's like a team, but they're all from like very different backgrounds. Like they're not all military, 
and they something happens and they disband and they have to come back together. Um, I mean, it's it's whatever. But like part one of the final action set pieces is they're trying to get on this train to stop this like bomb that's on the mm-hmm. front of it before it reaches the city, and it's like there's four Classic. of them there. And the idea is they're at the back of the train. They get to the front of the tank, the front of the train. Why not do like have have it be like a one take where you just have like the camera following them as they're working their way from cover to cover up on the train. See, don't tell me Kevin's like an, an entire type A person when he's having these fucking visions, dude. You yeah, can't tell true. me that. You well, can't no, tell you, me that. But that's the thing is they're coming and they make sense. Well, I get that. I understand like, that. Yeah, I understand that. And so, so having having stuff like that, or thinking instinctively about like, okay, so this, you know, about like this would this would be a cool thing to do in this scenario. Yeah, that's that's like, brilliant. Yeah, because I, I I struggle with like where I would place things, because I have really good ideas for like visuals. Because I mean, like my favorite director is Nick Reppin, mm-hmm. and like. What are some movies Nick Reppin is? Uh, Drive, Drive, and Drive, and, 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 and Only God Forgives, Bronson. Okay. And and so like Just all of his stuff is yeah so yeah. visual so like obsessive almost you know like it's just it zeroes in on these little things so i picture images a lot and i'm like oh man that is the coolest like i'll get an idea for a scene it's just an image or a line or a sequence of music and visual and i'm like i need to now set up a plot that leads me to that point because i just need to have that yeah yeah i'll just get one scene from uh, like i'll get the same thing i'll have like an idea for an entire like conceptual like project or movie and then I'll get like the scene that happens an hour and 30 minutes into exactly. that project no and it'll be like oh fuck that would be brilliant within this and it's like well like how do you get there like I know that yeah I yeah, know that's that. what I mean and that's because like that's because before I thought about ever wanting to write anything of fiction I always come I came at it from a perspective of poetry you know like mm-hmm. like I I'm not great at constructing a plot but i know how to make people feel things because that's all i you know i read poetry all the fucking time and like so that's like that i don't know that would be my if i ever get the opportunity to make this screenplay or or write another if i ever get the opportunity to fund a movie you know that's gonna be the angle i'm coming from like that's my strong suit is i want to be a sort of i would want to direct it very like auteur very like slow very intimate and and character driven and very visual, you know, just very like eye candy and ear candy, like high octane yeah. type of shit, you know, because that's the shit I write musically too, kind of, and and definitely in poetry, like a lot of my poetry is very visceral, you know. Yeah. But well, on that note, we're about at an hour and two minutes. So do we want to read some things? Do you have one in mind? Um, you would? That I would. I have. I have three in mind, two that I would, I'm kind of debating between. So I think I've read you some of parts before. I think I've read yeah. you that. I'm, I'm thinking between that one and the, uh, the the longer Bob Dylan kind of one that I wrote about change, if you've heard that. I have. Yeah, I remember that one. Okay. I think you should read some of parts. Okay. Some of parts is uh, like, I don't know. Some of parts is in line with a lot of what we've talked about on the podcast right. before. Well, so that... That's a good point. So since it's sum of parts, should I just go, I'll go last? Since sure. it's the sum of parts? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, also, real quick, this is the guy I was talking about. Okay. Throw up a picture of Mr. Negative. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll th- <laughs> yeah, underneath yeah. the fucking giant glary yeah. phone. I'll throw yeah, up a picture, Kevin. Not- Kevin, no yeah, one's oh, going to see that. Sorry. No one's going <laughs> to Kevin. <laughs> 
We're working with what we got here, Kevin. I, I mean, I, this would be fine. But anyway, but yeah, that was that was just what I was talking about. All right. For to clear up the confusion, which will not clear up any of the confusion if you're an audio listener. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Go, go play Spider Man. Go play the Spider Man PS4 game. It's it's worth your time. I I would imagine. Yeah, I remember when that came out. It had fucking phenomenal controls and graphics. Yeah, the and the, that the, sort of thing. the best and part the story of story was well too. Yeah, best part of the game though, web swinging. The swinging. The web swinging is what I'm specifically <laughs> thinking of. Like it just, just like... felt so satisfying. Mm-hmm. It felt like one of those videos of those people with the hot knife cutting soap. <laughs> That's what web swinging in Spider-Man for PS4. Yeah, like. it's it's so good. It's fucking phenomenal. Maddie, do you have one picked out there? No, I've been looking. No? I, I'm almost there. You're fine. You're fine. I gotta find time. one that isn't like too fucked, but also isn't too boring. That's a very razor thin margin. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you have to tell enough plot in the five minutes that you're gonna read it, but also not. We're not worried about getting demon. We're not, we're not monetized, so we're not worried about getting demonetized. Uh, we are monetized. Oh, we yeah. are monetized. Okay, well, it's saying... on on Spotify and Apple. Oh, Music, okay, we are so monetized, but uh, we have the explicit content labeling. Okay, so we so, are we are good to go. We're on. fine. It just it, when whenever Podbean gets some ads for us to place, we'll take we'll take them. Yeah, you know, but hey, they hey, are available. YouTube YouTube algorithm, hello. Yeah, we, we wouldn't mind. We we will eventually, perhaps, they're going to email me, YouTube, when we're eligible for monetization. Um, but I guess that's not really... Oh, I wrote this. I'll read this. It's an okay. intro um, to, uh, like, a character's journal entry in a, in what would potentially be a film. It, it, like, I don't know. It, it's just, I basically just tried to write a journal entry. That wasn't, like, a genuine journal entry of mine. You know okay. what I mean? Like, it's a fic, you know, it's a poem, kind of. Um, it was more of a writing exercise. Okay. But it was a cold Saturday morning in mid to late autumn. It was completely pleasant. Birds chirping, dogs barking, kids playing the works. I believe it was fall break for the high schoolers, though it, I could be mistaken. I woke up around 9 a.m., so the sun was well in the sky, shining its undeserved light upon this backwater ghost town. It is rare, rather astronomically uncommon, that I get more than three minutes into my day without cursing the very soil of the city underneath me. Soil it is, indeed. But today was different. I awoke refreshed, enjoying the ambience of the neighborhood around me. Had I known of the dramatic turn of events that were about to transpire before me, I would have savored that morning, every breath, every sound. And that's that's it. That's beautiful. I, it wasn't setting up anything in particular. No, no, no but you really just... describe the descriptive, the imagery. It really put me there. I, I understand that a bit. I, yeah, I like understand you... a piece of that person. Like it, it feels like, like, and it, I mean, it's the best way. Like it, it feels or like something an author ha- would have would have written because it has that sort of like you're describing it, but there's also kind of an emotional connect, like a yeah. a, 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 a sensualness to it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, thank you. Guys. And it feels, I don't know, it, it just feels like something that if I were buying a good book and I read it that's what it would sound like yeah I try to write it like shit that's very like tactile like, it's it's less that exactly it's like song lyrics and it's also it's less that I I feel like I know a piece of that person I feel like it knows a piece of me nice fuck yeah well Kevin did you have something that you'd like to do I'm trying to I have to download the freaking Google Drive app and log in and okay. give me were you thinking about reading a story or I'm, a reading, I'm probably reading like a little bit of some, of, of something yeah, read like a little bit of something. Maybe I well, hold on. I have to, I have to bring shit up real quick. We'd... Okay. Yeah. No worries. So, so Maddie. Yes. You said that was a, a journal entry of sorts for a character in a movie. So, it was more of like, 
setting up for I just had it was one of those things where you get a scene without any context and you just like that would look cool. And so yeah. I just kind of like saw like this dude getting up in like Queens, like I don't know, like a story of Queens, like some densely populated shitty like one bedroom or like studio apartment. And him like getting out and he's like a super jaded individual. He's like very cynical New Yorker type dude. And it's uh his his journal entry in hindsight of a morning that he woke up feeling not so shitty. Oh. Like, you know what I mean? I understand. And, uh, I don't know, but there's a line in there where he says, like, had I known what would about, what was about to happen to me, I would have savored every breath of that morning. Yeah. I never come up, came up, I never went any further. That's a, that's a very universal feeling though. Yeah. Yeah. Like like, the calm before the storm. Exactly. When in, in retrospect of a traumatic event or some fucked day, you're just like, damn, I wish I was paying attention before. Well, that's, that's also a big part of literally nostalgia. Yeah. The traumatic event being growing up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Kevin, do you got anything? Um, let me see. Just checking in. No I'll do. I'll, I'll do. Actually, you know what? Since I since I talked about action so much, I'll do a little. I'll do a little bit of uh, a little bit of action from the from the Spider Man thing. Let me okay. let me pull this up. We're at uh. It doesn't matter. Read whatever you want. Okay. So. If they made it this far, they're gonna make it. Okay. So so for the so for context, this is like. There's like this whole sequence just leads up to this, but this is the first contact between Spider-Man and Mr. Negative, and he has this thing where he, if he touches people, he can sort of like he doesn't really enter Mr. their Negative mind. Has this thing? Yeah, where basically he can like corrupt people, and there's not really mind control, but he, they sort of follow his will, and so he like grab. And there's a sequence like this in the PS4 game. It's like, uh, but he like he grabs Peter in this moment, Peter. and this is Peter. <laughs> Okay, yeah, so, the fact that Spider-Man and Peter from Family Guy share the same yeah. name really grinds me. So, okay, so uh, Peter tries to pry open the door to the room only for the leader to be standing right in front of him. Peter is shocked at what he sees. Martin, because the guy's name is Martin Lee, he thinks to himself, but the moment of hesitation was all Mr. Lee needed to firmly grasp Spidey's arm. Peter asks what he's doing, but an icy cold sensation quickly spreads over his whole body and his vision is plunged into darkness. The secure room is soon replaced with a negative colored and somewhat murky recreation of a New York street. Lee's voice seems to boom from everywhere around Peter. He explains his view on Spider-Man, a clean-cut Boy Scout superhero who many people have seemed to love, but claims he could be more. With his power and strength, he could wipe out an entire gang single-handedly, but a per- put a permanent stop to the worst of the city's vile scum. But he doesn't, because he won't kill. Peter replies that he doesn't need to kill to help people. This has ended up being just like a character scene. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, keep going, keep going. Um... Peter replies that he doesn't need to kill to kill to help people, and that more blood doesn't make the city a better place. Lee counters this, saying he he senses so much pain that could have been avenged if he has the stomach for it. The scene shifts to a sight that made Peter's blood run cold. The scene in front of a convenience store ten years ago, with his uncle lying dead in front of him. He recalls the aftermath, saying that killing the man wouldn't have brought his uncle back. Lee remains skeptical, and the scene shifts again. Peter's blood somehow feels even colder as the inside of a clock tower forms around him the lifeless body of the love of his life in his arms. Lee continues saying that there is a glorious darkness inside Spidey and that he just needs to embrace it. For a moment, the thought of it enters Peter's mind. But after a moment of mental strain, he, his will resolves and he simply replies, no. He can feel his senses coming back to him and the tower dissolves to reveal Lee standing in front of him. He tries to grab Peter, but he dodges and kicks Lee squarely in the chest, sending him flying backwards. The dark vision suddenly evaporates as Peter in the real world does the same, sending Lee tumbling over the computer console behind him. Wow. 
Okay, Dude, yeah, so immediately, immediately I have a thought. The thing that I love about your writing immediately out of the gate, and this is the first time I've, I've heard Kevin's writing, is it feels like you. It feels like you. That's the thing that I think, that's what made it feel special to me because like having gotten to know you all these years and like knowing your inner mechanisms, part of those inner mechanisms is like being a popcorn person and getting so many ideas so fast that the mouth can't communicate. That's something that we share. And like hearing it on paper, like so poignantly and so articulated and art and yeah, and so articulate, like it really feels like it one, it feels like you, but it just feels like, like a true expression of what, I don't know, just your energy and the things that you try to portray and the things Thank you. about you that kind of, move the air around you and the people around you and the air around them it, it kind of is that in a fucking fictional story like it like those elements of you what i'm trying to say is those elements of you come through in the story so well in your vocabulary and the phrasing and the way it's just spoken and the ideas themselves that's and what i really like the knowledge about of of like film technique yeah, it's done. Too. It's not like, over the you top. Can, you can fucking either. you can visualize it. the way you're yeah, describing like, it. You can see yeah, it. It's so canon. Easily. It's canon. Like, yeah, it's it's it, you can visualize it so fucking well. Because like I I've never really appreciated action as a genre until you started showing me movies. You know because like you know I like all that weird fucking. I, I watch a lot of fucking random artsy fucking shit, but I was I did never appreciated like action films on the technical mastery level until you start showing me like classics like the rock and like fucking broken arrow and yeah like broken that. broken that, arrow by the way it's very like a, a lot of people call it a guilty pleasure it's a fucking good movie no it's so goddamn good because it's like yeah there's there's movies that like are are intimate to me that are like um just like i don't know like comfort or they're they're like they bring up something in me that i i try to avoid normally and then they help me deal with problems because they're yeah there's intimate movies that are special to my heart but then there's movies that are just as a creator are so fucking fun to watch because it's like this is impressive it's so fucking impressive and well done and there's just passion and love there and care and like nerd shit like well wes anderson is a perfect middle ground for me because he feels quaint and intimate enough to hit me in that soul yeah. level, but he also makes shit that's just like, you know, like well done. I guess, I guess, I like the, I guess the other side of the spectrum that's like that's impressive with like full extreme of that side is like Avatar. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's like yeah. holy fuck, and this is that, amazing looking. Yeah, the way that you can write in that domain and still like express genuine human drama simultaneously yeah. is fucking awesome. Like that's I, what I really, I, attempt yeah, to like, do. I really appreciate it. Cause like, those are like my, my very favorite. If you look at like a list of my favorite movies, like for, for something to be one of, I mean, this isn't like a concrete list, but like a lot of my favorite movies have are, they tend do tend to be bigger movies, but they're movies that have, you know, spectacle and they have action, but they have to have that along with having a good story. Right. Because, and I like, I like movies that have just the story part of it and not the action. And I like some movies that have just the action part and not the story part. Yeah. But I feel like for it to be one of those movies that I will always enjoy and always come back to, for the most part, it has to have a good combination of both of those. I mean, that's why I love, even though it just came out this year, why I love Top Gun Maverick so much. Oh, yeah. It's because that's like the perfect combination of you have a very, it, it's, it is actually a very personal story. It's just with Maverick and with Goose's son 
and like a few other characters but then you have this like this the the all of the all of the flying scenes and the sense of tension yeah it was like, so wildly entertaining but but still very grounded and very personal i liked it better than the first one yeah, oh, no, me too. it was yeah, it was no, it was too. absolutely it was one of the very very few sequels that's better than the first one. Everything everywhere all at once. Yeah. Yep. Is another perfect example of that. Almost like almost a more like in your face extreme version of it yeah. because it's like that's the most out there like high concept hard to pull off shit. But it still made me cry. Yeah, like, like it's in a, in a way that wasn't like like some someone's dying and you're watching the character go no but just like, like genuine... it was a way of like holy fuck i've never thought about that before i've never heard that expressed like that before it's yeah it's, it's like so all human. This, this just wacky ass shit going on in that movie and it boils down to an intimate relationship between a mother a daughter and a husband yeah and how to like we well, talked about this in the film thing but like the appreciation of the mundane you know, it seemed to be a theme for me that spoke out that really made me emotional, especially during Wayman's her husband's monologue around the third act. I haven't, I haven't fucked seen me this up. Movie still, so. We need to watch it together. Yes, Don't watch it yes, it's so good. Right. I need to watch it again. Like, well, it's... speaking of everywhere, everything, everywhere, all at once. I have a poem to read called "Sum of Parts," and. Matt, you're kind of blocking Kevin. Right. <laughs> if I don't have a chair, I it's, just start moving. It's fine. <laughs> it's no, fine. No, I'm cozy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you. Uh, uh, by the way, by the way, just to make this clear, <laughs> I did. I offer. I offered to sit there because the, he chair, is the. Yeah. They are the host. I did. I, I'm a piece of shit. I was and, and it was like, no, no. You, you take the chair. You're the guest. I was like, mm. no. Kevin definitely would have taken one of our chairs for sure. But this is not my favorite. I wouldn't say this is my favorite poem. This is one of my that I've written. That you've written. This is one of Maddie's favorites of mine. This is, I, I like this one, but I, I like others in different artistic ways because they're like closer to me, but they might, I don't know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, all right, it doesn't really matter. This is some of parts. Do the ends justify the means? Do the rivers flow from streams? Does that mean anything? Some of parts. Am I flesh and bone, guts and gore? Just energy or something more? Am I more than what you bargained for? Some of parts. Is there something deep inside of me, breathing whispers with the breeze? Something different, uniquely me. Are we destined to die? Are we just tongue-in-cheek? Am I just a collection of emotional strings, tied together too tight without reason or being? Just a big random jumble of opinions and stardust. Are we more than our thoughts? Do our actions define us? Am I hollowed out, molded, squished, pressed, and squeezed? Or does some X factor reside buried leagues deep within me? Do the ends justify the means? Whatever that means, sum of parts. And then at the end, there's a little spoken word. A collective God. No, just one God. Is there a God? Are we the God? I mean, are we, are, are we just, you know, fucking bodies? I wrote, ha ha. <laughs> I mean, is this it? I don't know who does. I guess if it is it then what are we supposed to do about it? You know, just let go and make the most of it. Stop thinking so damn much. Just do and create what makes us happy, even if we're just guessing. Be our own God. That way we're never disappointed. And maybe, just maybe, we squeeze some evolution or higher plane of thinking out of it and become more on our own accord and free will than just, I don't know, a sum of parts. It's very, very good. It's very good. Very, very good. I, what I love so much about it is how it evolves as it goes on in like your the way you talk because it, it starts very like 
super um each line is red i do that on purpose each line is kind of its own thing and then the more it, goes it on, slowly it more. gets it more, more like like letting up. go it lets go as it goes on because of the way it opens is very like postulative and like huh like maybe this and it, it reminds you of ralph waldo a lot well it reminds you of transcendentalism in general of like this is a question like this poem is a question essentially a very existential question and then, it, it, like, it, vaguely religious almost. And then it, as it goes, it develops, and you start to get less formal with, like, your, your speech to, in a technical sense. But then, like, it, it's almost like this is your um, technical, like, formal writing level. And then this is, like, your, your confidence in your thesis and as as you're as the as you as you become more confident and start answering the question that you posed at the beginning, the formal nature of your speech decreases. You know what I mean? I, I dude, this is I think you're right, but I never like did that on purpose. Like, I never noticed that. Like I only because tried you're to, being so genuine. I when only you tried write to it. talk faster the more it went on. Because <laughs> no, because that's the fucking creative flow that you got in when you fucking ri- wrote it. Is yeah, as I, you started to answer your own well, question. You started to come out of the poetic, like veiled speech and you started to just talk like yourself and you finish the poem by the end of being like well shit fucking jesus i guess we better like maybe we could do this with that you know and it was just and it's like it's so it's so fucking good thank you i never thought about it that way you're right and i think the reason for that is that it has a story and and the songs or the the song the poem story was that i had one of the worst fucking bipolar mental fits I've ever had in my life. Just absolutely shitting my pants, pissing, crying, and then angry, and then, like, just... I was, I was fucking, like, going full manic depressive, like, bad, to the point where, like, you couldn't look me in the eyes and see me. And the only thing that brought me back we to Earth was, like, my dad. And, like, I was losing myself, and I couldn't... I was kind of in the space where I was so gone. I was like, I just, I fucking, I, I, why, I fucking don't know what... The, like, while I was trying to express just a, a concept, yeah. it, my speech sounded like that. And... I calmed down after about an hour and I sat outside in the rain for the next six and listened to like all of Bon Iver's discography and just pulled out my phone and I wrote that and I had it in like 30 minutes. It just nice. all came out in 30 yeah, minutes. Yeah, that's fucking wow. sick. Right after that. Yeah, that's yeah. a phenomenal little piece of writing. That's like you, buddy. Because it. Well, it kind of, to put back on, I mean, I guess we should probably wrap this up sooner or later. But because um, one of the things that I, I'm so happy that you pointed out that with the, um, when I was writing, about my writing is that I feel like one of the the most important things for any I mean this goes for art generally but for because we're talking about writing here is having your own creative voice because mm-hmm. that's something that I worry about because I feel like particularly with my dialogue which I didn't get into really there but I feel like a lot of the dialogue that I write and stuff is very functional mm. and I don't know because I have that very type A personality if a lot of the stuff that if I have a creative voice or am I just simply speaking and describing a series of events. And it's, it's very, and I feel like it's, it, it definitely comes across with, with both of the things that you guys read, the having that, that creative voice and that creative passion behind that. And I think it's, it's, it's very, it's very important to have, and you guys should be glad that you have it. Thank, Thank you. you so much, Kevin. Thank you very much. Well, well I you think... do have a creative voice, by the way. Yeah, that's the whole thing I was driving. Like, yeah. Well, but, but it's just like, it's because when you're, when you're, when you're looking at your own stuff, you don't see it as much because it's you it's your writing yeah yeah it's like it's like not knowing what your own house smells well like. i'm constantly uh, hyper aware of that about my own shit 
Right. Like, I'm always third-personing. So, that I'm, like, on the opposite end of that spectrum. Like, I'm always aware of how it might be perceived. But I'm so hyper-aware it can get skewed because I only have my perception of my internal mechanism. Yeah, you know, you're, you are hyper-perceptive I'm just guessing. I'm just guessing. Yeah, but it's still it's still your own perception, like, of putting a mirror against itself. Exactly. Like, yeah, I like the, the house fucking thing. It's like you don't know how your own house smells like. Until you've like, gone away yeah, for you three left months. Yeah, you've left for long enough exactly. to come back. And if you well, can, if doing that is, I guess, the, the analogy finishes with, like, the equivalent of leaving your house for three months is like well meditation just like doing a just like leaving your house i don't know just like leaving your house for three months it is time to leave this room for another seven days at least for all of you but thank you kevin so much for coming thank on you, the kevin. podcast I, it, it, it has been, been an absolute joy to have this you. has oh been this has been this has been fucking oh awesome guys i i've loved pleasure it was wait we thumbnail, hold on thumbnail. oh yeah thumbnail. Thumbnail. my other hand that's a good one. <laughs> it's a pen it's a pentagram. <laughs>